Hey, and we are live. We are live. Sabaha, everybody. Welcome back. Today is, um, well, you know, it's Saturday. It's a beautiful Saturday, another hot Saturday in Southern California, or at least where I am in Southern California, because we are rocking in another another warm day, which seems to be the theme for the for the at least the foreseeable future. So we're not going to be letting go with any of the heat. Good morning, Greg. Hope you're doing well. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm actually enjoying the the Nothing Phone one. It has uh, some interesting uh, it has interesting features. I'll say this uh, from a, it basically a perspective of what it actually represents. Uh, I'm I'm seeing a lot of um, a lot of OnePlus essence into this phone, and I don't know if this is me going into it like you know thinking obviously with Carl Pay and all, but um, overall I think it's definitely uh, seems like it's a, diff a different experience than most devices. Not necessarily the flagship killer that I thought it was going to be, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, good morning, Tim. Hope you're doing well. Farhan Sabaho. Hope you guys are doing well. Yes, and we are live. I just forgot to actually tweet about it. So as I'm, I'm actually we're starting up the show. I'm going to go ahead and push out a quick tweet just to let you guys know uh, and let everybody know, kind of let you know that the show is up and running. Um, it's been an interesting week from the sense of tech. We've had a couple of major things obviously go on. Uh, first and foremost, obviously, the Unpacked event. Samsung finally unveiled on the Z Fold 4, Z Flip 4, Watch 4, sorry, Watch 5, and uh, of course, the Buds 2 Pro. Uh, most of these things we knew officially, I'm sorry, we knew for the most part uh, that Samsung was releasing the foldables at this time. We knew from the trade-in program, if you guys were part of the trade-in, if you went into the reserve thing, you saw that they were also talking about watch as well as buds. So we we knew the new things were going to be coming out. The biggest thing for me was, um, I guess the, you know, I'll start saying, start by saying this, not that I'm not, I'm not that I'm not happy that they did upgrade or they released a new version of the fold and the flip the upgrades that they chose to go with are a little bit confusing for me that like the direction that they're trying to go is confusing for me because although they're trying to innovate it and make it sound like this is the you know bleeding edge new technology from the things a lot of the things we saw in here are pretty much what we saw last year um, and some of the things that we saw on the new device, at least the Z Fold 4 are from the S22 Ultra or sorry from the S22 line. So the experience for the most part is more of a refinement than innovation. So where I see, like when we start talking about basically, you know, what Huawei is trying to do, what Xiaomi did this week, I mean, <laughs> literally like <laughs> at the doorstep of Unpacked, Xiaomi's like, check out my new Fold Mix 2. And I'm like, okay. And then you look at that and you're like, okay, crap, that's the foldable that we want in the form factor, the shape, the bigger display. But Samsung decided to go at it a little bit safe this year. And I'm not sure what is the strategy between what we saw last year and this year. Samsung this year is for the most part when it comes to unpacks or when new devices, their flagship, their top tier experience. It's a confusing experience. The A53 that was released even at the budget side uh, was discontinued from some of the carriers they were carrying. It. Not a lot of people enjoyed what the A53 was standing for. And that was the weird situation. The A52 5G was still technically a better phone than the A53. And people gravitated towards that device because it gave them better performance and longer battery life. But, you know, we'll get into those conversations. I see Grounded Tech. Dan is with us as well. Dan, I caught some of your games uh, last night. I know you were up, uh, I don't know, you were up pretty late. And I uh, honestly, I wanted to jump on with you, but I, I was too late on my side as well. So I was kind of, uh, you know, enjoying just watching you play the game as well. I see Ash with us. Chemi, hope you're doing well. Chemi, I, I, I'll say this, man. Um, going to IFA, so just to kind of a heads up uh, for everybody, uh, I will be attending IFA this year uh, in another few weeks or so in the beginning of September. And the reason why I'm mentioning Chemi is that because the last time I went to IFA, 
because I during that event, I actually went to IFA for honor or with honor uh, when I was working with XDA. And I, Jimmy and I had a chance to get, or actually we had an opportunity to hang out with each other uh, in person, not just virtually. And as you know, it's been some time since then. So it's going to look weird, man. It's going to feel weird going to Germany without having you there to hang out. So um, I'm hoping you're doing well. I'm hoping everybody's doing great. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was playing well last night. It was good. It was good. I'll say this. Um, when I got the notification, um, and you noticed, I also noticed that you were using the Erica STV as opposed to the ground attack. So that was the other thing. I follow you on both. So yeah, for sure that was a fun time, and I definitely want to jump in there. So far, okay, fair the last week. Okay, good, 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 good. Yeah, I don't know what happened last week. So all I'll say is this: as long as you guys are cool, it, it looks somewhat decent, and the audio is good. I will take that for the win. I did not get a chance to uh, to post the uh, the tweet. Let me go ahead as I'm still talking here. Uh, but so yeah, the long story is. Um, and, and of course, just oh, speaking of uh, Dan, so thank you uh, everybody. Uh, just so you know. Last week when I was on the chat, Dan mentioned in the chat saying that he was thinking about possibly not keeping his uh, his nothing phone one. So I reached out to him on Monday and I was like, hey, I you were mentioning this. Do you if you wanted to sell it, I'll be more than happy to buy it off of you. I want to get my hands on one of these guys. And then Dan was like, uh, you know, you could just pick it up from Amazon. Right. And I was like, wait, hold on. So I went on Amazon UK and typically Amazon UK has specific rules where they don't ship to the international markets, specifically like, you know, outside market. But the Nothing Phone one did not have that restriction. I was able to log in with my US account, validate my account, log in, purchase, and have it shipped. And lo and behold, this sucker showed up on Wednesday. Like, how quick is that? Amazon UK shipping. And 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 I'm like, so yeah. So first and foremost, thank you very much to Dan for uh <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was a it was a really cool, like I'm glad I connected back with him and he was able to point me in the right direction. And just to let you guys know. This is the color I wanted to get. This is the color I really wanted from the beginning when I first saw the announcement with the, you know, with the information that we saw before the launch, the white one looks cool. But for me, the white one with the white LEDs, they kind of counteract each other and it's not as easily, you know, distinguished with this one. If you're playing, let's say, so here's, here's the thing that I really, like. Uh, I don't know, it's like cheesy stuff. Uh, let me go ahead and bring up uh, YouTube music. I'm going to bring down my volume down so we don't get, I mean, it's not like we're monetized, but it would be this. So, okay. And let's go ahead and give it a second. Get in music has to start. Come on. I had it running. I had it running, dude. I seriously had it running. Let's go into settings. And, and I want to talk to you guys also a little bit about some of the options that we have in here. So glyph interface, music virtualization is on. We'll turn that on. Oh, you know what? Maybe the music does not virtualize if the music is not playing. Okay, skip, go back, play, and okay, it seriously has to be this. Okay, so I know I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to give you guys the, the, the so here. So this this is my main thing. A visual EQ on the phone, built in, you turn on the music, you put it down, and you rock out. Like, come on, how much? Okay, so that fact, that one feature for me sold me on the concept. But again, it goes back to the whole, the color with the with the, uh, with the the glyph interface. I feel like the black on white kind of works a little bit better for me, uh, for, for sure. Um, but anyway, yeah, thank you very much to Dan uh, so, uh, for, for that recommendation. And I just realized I'm on the best of our week account. I need to jump over on the other one. Join uh, me on the show. Here. Boom. And then, <laughs> oh, my God, trying to do this live at the same time. Uh, but, you know, so as everybody's kind of just kicking it, hopefully you guys are having fun. Hope you guys are staying cool, depending where you are in, in the world. Um, the overall experience that I've seen, at least, or the overall, I guess, impression that I got from the Z Fold 4 and Z Flip 4. 
for me, it was a very interesting, very confusing approach to Samsung's, uh, you know, hold on, join. I keep forgetting. I, I don't want to say, say me here. I need to actually tag the uh, the TK Bay account because otherwise it, it shows up on the other side. At that, I really wish I had the ability of getting TK Bay, the actual TK Bay account, because that account is private. Somebody has it and nobody's using it. So it's weird that it exists as an account, but that somebody picked it up and decided like, hey, I'm not going to do anything with it. So please stay with us. Uh, so hold on one more second, guys. I'm just going to retweet here. Quote. Yeah. And we are live. OK, good. We'll go back. Uh, so the Z, the Z series are, let me see what's going on. Um, Robin, hey, hope you're doing well. Jimmy Fire Dragon, um, uh, Raider Tech, hey man, good morning. I hope you guys, well, good morning, good afternoon, and, and hopefully you're doing well, depending where you guys are. Hey, Dominic is in the chat as well. I see Ash, hey, <laughs> yeah, that's Ash, by the way. Oh, okay, okay, Raider Tech. Okay, sorry, Ash. Yeah, yeah, no, okay, now I get it. <laughs> Love it, double a double joining in there. I appreciate it. Helps the numbers, helps the views, of course, as always. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Greg. Um, so I'll start by saying this. Look, the, the, the Unpacked event was, for the lack of a better word, it was an interesting approach. Uh, they had some people flying in. Uh, they had some people, international media come in, but the event was still technically pre-recorded and it was basically a virtual event. So even though they had that somewhat of a hybrid event, it wasn't for everybody to do it. Uh, basically, it was just media, but it was specific media. Most of the US media was actually already done with, the, with some of the stuff that they were doing. The long story short, um, okay. The devices are slightly smaller, slightly thinner, slightly, you know, um, slightly improved, better SOC. And I'm, but I will say this: I like the fact that they went with the A plus Gen one over the eight Gen one. Um, although this is still technically a you know a warm processor, but overall, as far as performance, you'll definitely have a better experience than going, as I say, with the S twenty two Ultra. Uh, you know what we had with the eight Gen one is that we have the performance, but we also get the heat with it. I definitely can attest to that. Whenever I'm producing content or something like that off the phone. It gets warm. It's just, it's, you know, it's crunching numbers. It's doing the thing that it's supposed to. Uh, but what we saw in here is a slightly better improvement and an interesting approach to camera optics. The cameras that we have on the S, uh, on the Z Fold went a little bit different direction. They went with the S22. Again, $1,700 plus dollar phone. You, I would have, I would have thought the Ultra would have been the experience to get us. There is no comp, there is no question or at least a scenario where somebody's saying, look, I want to pick up a foldable phone. But I think that Samsung releases a, some, a phone that is very similar to that, which is the S22 Ultra, and that's going to make me sway my decision to go the other direction. They're not in the same field. The Note is a productivity king. It's a Note overall. It's yes, an S22 series, but it is a Note. Um, and then, of course, of course, the Fold does have S Pen support, but I don't think people buy it for that. I think it's a nice addition to use the S Pen on the Fold, but I don't feel like it's a big thing. Most people buy it because of the tablet experience, because of the functionalities that you get out of that. Now, one of the other things at the beginning I mentioned where um, there was a couple of things, major things that happened this week is uh, the other major thing is Sony uh, surprising me and, of course, uh, dropping a massive update, which is the live streaming update to the uh, the Pro-I. So the Pro-I that I have. Now, they did send me another Pro-I, which had the software. This is a pre-release uh, software unit, um, which has some obviously you know non-final stuff. But this is the retail unit. This also received the update on the day of the announcement. So that was on Thursday night. Um, as I was actually editing the video, I said, you know what, let me check. And sure enough, the update pushed as I was editing the video. So I added that little clip at the beginning of the video showing the download of the update installing on my phone because I felt like, wow, like seriously, they say they're going to release it and they release it. Um, 
Overall, performance is really nice, very simple, very easy configuration. You use it with anything that has an HDMI output. Now, obviously, they sent me as well to test out again uh, the A7 IV. This obviously is overkill, but the benefit here is USB-C to USB-C video output. This is similar to the ZV-1. So whenever I've traveled, let's say Vegas or something like that, I typically take my ZV-1 and the ZV-1 ends up being in my video camera. And that allows me to basically record uh, like a, a webcam to my PC by over USB-C. And you get the same performance with the A7 IV. The beauty of it, of course, is that the A7 IV shoots or releases video from it at 1080p, 30 frames per second, where the ZV-1 is 720p. Not a big difference as overall. I mean, we're, unless you're like in super nice, very clear light. But the fact that this is a full frame camera with a full frame lens and of course running all mobile is just kick ass. Seriously, I'm like really, really happy with that part. So yeah, Sony for the win, um, you know, and and of course this is coming from the A7, uh, sorry, the, uh, sorry, the Xperia 1 Mark IV where we got all the live streaming. Now we haven't received the live streaming function in the gaming app, which I really would have loved that because that is one of the, some of the really cool things that we could do there. Straight streaming from it was really fun. Um, and of course, a whole bunch of functional things. But again, having it in the monitoring app makes the Pro Eye a little bit more functional, kind of like what we saw with, um, you know, with the Pro in the initial release. So the Pro originally was released to be a streaming content machine. It had an actual HDMI line in, and then using Chrome or web browser-based interface, you're able to stream your content. Now it's native into the app. And now I don't have a Pro, but if you have the Pro, which is really nice, um, if you've ever used any of the professional monitors, like external monitors uh, for your cameras that work over HDMI that can actually control your camera, that feature came to the Pro. So the Xperia Pro, the OG Pro, can actually function now as a remote control to your H to your camera as long as it supports the, uh, the the protocol output and allows external control over monitors. So that was really, really exciting. Unfortunately, they didn't send me the Pro. There was a whole bunch of mix-up, whatever. We have the Pro Eye. The Pro Eye is kick-ass, and it runs really nice. Um, the other thing I also want to share with you guys, and probably you're going to start seeing this uh, more and more, is um, Sony was very nice, actually, and invited me to, a, uh, I guess, an event that's going to be going on right before IFA, like literally the same week right before IFA. It's called Kando, and it's a, an alpha event, as you can imagine, for alpha users. So I'm excited to be invited. I'm going to be part of that. I think, if I'm not mistaken, I saw Armando uh, you know, Ferrer posted that he's going to be going. It's going to be exciting. And, of course, there are going to be other creators in there. So hopefully you guys will be able to tune in and, and show some support as well. Let's just kind of uh, rally up some content there. Uh, my understanding is essentially it's a creative alpha event. So there's a lot of learning, a lot of experiencing. Um, I'm excited to be able to test out this. Uh, it's going to be an exciting event for me overall. Um, and I'm very happy that Sony decided to extend that invite. So very happy. Hope you guys will definitely check it out. Um, so yeah, a lot of things kind of going on. Antonio, hey, Antonio, hope you're doing well, man. Um, Antonio and I got a chance to hang out for a little bit um, at the OnePlus event a couple of weeks ago in New York. And, and he's been hitting it out of the park, man. He's, he's given me some really good recommendations for like Dragon Ball stores. So when we were back in June, uh, late June, early July uh, in New York, uh, we found a couple of good uh, anime shops for Omar and I, uh, just based on his recommendations. And then now that I went back again for OnePlus, I actually, so I don't know if I told you this, Antonio. I ended up having to go and find some more uh, comic books uh, for Omar. So I ended up going and uh, checking out some of those stores again <laughs> on my second trip. I can't stop. So it's definitely, uh, it should be really good. Um, Javier Hidalgo, hey man, good morning. Hope you're doing well. Ash, uh, yeah, also getting uh, recent uh, higher Sony. Yeah, I keep uh, a comment. So Ash is saying, 
uh, yeah, I'll also be uh, be getting a recent higher higher end Sony soon to keep. Uh, I haven't got a, uh, any Sony smartphone in my collections. So Sony, for some reason, for me is is like the wine that gets better with age, right? Now I don't drink personally wine, but that's the only metaphor I can explain. Uh, for the most part, essentially, is you know like they put them in cellars and they kept them, but they keep getting better as time goes on, um, from what people tell me. But the experience that we get here is the fact that Sony comes out with a feature for the A7 IV, right? It, I'm sorry, the, you know, the one Mark IV. Then that same feature is released on a device, not just from this year, like roughly, relatively this year, the Xperia Pro I, but the original Xperia Pro. They're really focusing on giving, the, giving those uh, features back and, and putting those in. And from a content creator, the ability of basically taking, and I'll, I'll say basically this, going out, taking my camera and taking my phone. And if I want to be able to stream, all I have to do is seriously just do this, boom, connect the wire and I'm done and I'm ready to stream over 5G, Wi-Fi, whatever. And I also get the 4K display that mirrors my, my device. Now, if I had the Pro, I'll be able to even control my device without ever have to, having to look on the back. Now, the Pro, obviously, the One Mark IV, uh, sorry, the, uh, the A7 IV has a flippy display. But this makes it so that you never have to even bother with it. The only thing you need to do is you plug it in. If you haven't had a chance to check out the video, um, you, all you do literally is plug it in and turn on streaming. And for the most part, a couple of other options. And make sure if you ever pick up a camera from Sony, doesn't matter which one, high end, low end, go into the settings and change the temperature setting, the, the, the temperature trigger setting to high. By default, Sony cameras come out with a normal setting, which basically if the phone, if the device gets any warm, the camera, it stops recording and you'll notice that basically it's not letting you record for an extended amount of time. The camera we're, we're looking at right now here is the A7S uh, III and that one also had the same thing, turned it on and we're able to stream for hours on end. It definitely gets warm. It definitely gets warm to the touch. But if you have it on a uh, on a tripod, it's not an issue. So anyways, long story short, uh, Ash, if you're once you do get that, let me know. And uh, there's a few extra settings we can definitely uh, set up in there. Um, OK, so Dan's going to be streaming tomorrow from what it sounds like. Uh, should be, a bit, hopefully it'll be a little bit cooler. Uh, have you watched the Dragon Ball movie yet, Dominic Juan? Uh, OK, so um, I, <laughs> OK, so I'll say this. For us in the in the US, the movie's coming out on the 19th. So that's next Friday. There's going to be release of it in uh, both dubbed and sub. Um, the movie, from what I've seen, though, is that there's been some, um, I'm not going to say I haven't seen clips of it. It's available somewhere, and I'll, I'll, I'll just basically say Google is your friend, um, where you're able to basically pick up and see what you think of the movie. I, I'll say this. Um, from what I've seen, from what I've heard from some people that have actually seen uh, the content, uh, is the story is definitely very good. It is a better movie than the Brawley movie that we saw. Not to say that that was a bad movie. But from what I understand, is it's supposed to be basically more going into the OG experience. We obviously see Gohan and Piccolo in as far as the you know the the, the center of the actual uh, poster. We see Goku. We see uh, we, of course we see Vegeta in there. Um, we also see a couple of new characters, and we also see a little bit of uh, like I think if I'm the um, like it, again, it's, it's just bringing in a lot of the OG character. And there's some few characters that are new. I'm excited to see it. I know we're going to be buying tickets. Uh, I'm going to double check and see which one Omar wants to go. I prefer to go to the one that's subbed, but. I'm not sure if this is going to change the experience for him. So I may end up seeing that separately or wait for that to come out and then I'll watch it directly. But I'll go with the dubbed one with Omar um, at the movie theater. So this is great for a new movie that's coming out in the theater, Dragon Ball. And of course, as you, as you can imagine, like we're going to be there absolutely, you know, belling out all the way. So I'm excited to see a lot of positive things from what I've heard. 
Um, and, I, and I haven't seen a lot of like full spoilers, but essentially little clips here and there. Um, and at least from the preview that's on Regal Cinema here in the U.S., um, I saw that there was obviously, you know, Piccolo plays a much bigger role in this movie as well as Gohan. Um, and obviously him going Super Saiyan with glasses on or a whole bunch of stuff. The preview is really nice. So I'm excited. I can't wait. I'll, we'll want to see definitely how that one goes. Um here, Dominic's jumping back with the the best thing is is the five G network uh, with Sony phones to stream from camera because not everyone uh, has a has a Wi Fi connection. So I think that's the biggest thing. This isn't intended to be Wi Fi only. I tested it on Wi Fi because, and I'll be honest with you guys, I have some work being done at the house, so I've been limited in the amount of time I'm able to record content. Actually, if you watch the video and you watch the video clip, the clip that I did on the A seven four. Um, and what I did in that clip there in, in the video, um, in the demo that I showed you guys, I showed you guys both clips, the one that was recorded on YouTube and the one it was recorded on the camera because I was actually do a recording. I was running the stream from here to YouTube, but I was also recording it to SD at the same time at 4K30. So you get the dual recording in case something happens. The live stream looks weird. You can just once you're done with the live stream, delete that one, repost it as a separate video. You're still safe and it still works beautifully. Um, so I've been limited a little bit in the in the sense of what I'm able to do during days uh, as far as content. So overall, yeah, 5G would be obviously the best thing. Um, I'm going to take this out with me tomorrow. I'm going to try to see where we go somewhere out. And I'm going to do a temp, like a, a, a testing out of it in the field using 5G on the A7 IV. Sorry, not the A7 IV. On the Pro-I with the A7 IV. It's going to be kick-ass. It's going to be beautiful. And I think that's going to be the main benefit there is what can we do with 5G? Uh, and of course, uh, the functionalities of live streaming straight out of a device. Uh, and the one thing that I really like about it is technically when it's recording, so when you connect both systems together, the phone charges uh, the actual uh, camera. So the camera never runs out of battery. But because the Pro-I has the external display of functionality, you're able to run a dual connection cable with the external display and still run the video in. And that gives you the ability of running battery to the phone as well as to the camera off of a power bank and never lose uh, connection. So really a focus on, on connectivity and, um, and function, which I feel like gives it a little bit of an edge over the Pro. So... I'm excited about it. Sony fans, as usual, you guys, you guys are always kicking it with us and, and of course enjoying it. So I'm really happy about that. I'm hoping you guys enjoy that as well. Um, so Dan jumping back or grounded text, I'm rather impressed with what Xiaomi um, have brought uh, to, to the foldable uh, game in their announcement. Do you think Samsung will respond, respond next year with more significant, significant redesign? So for that one, I will have to take a little bit of a drink. And I'll say this. I think Xiaomi is schooling Samsung right now. Samsung is very complacent in where they are. And I, I do want to be very clear about, I'm not saying this as a negative thing. I'm saying it as a statement of fact. What we saw or what we are seeing right now in 2022. So with the exception of maybe the fan edition, we're done with flagships, right? The Z Fold 4, the Z Flip 4, the S22 Ultra, those are the biggest, well, I'll take that back. The Z Fold 4 and the S22 Ultra are going to be their top line flagship, you know, best of the best on both, you know, slab and foldable. The Z Flip and the S22 series are all also going to be basically out. The, S, the FE is going to be the last thing. What we saw this year was a very different approach from Samsung's PR company and approach to global launches. From the launch of the S22 and really its note and what call it an S series, that confusing um, debacle that happened. I mean, don't get me wrong, the phone is great. The, the S22 is a good, def is a, sorry, the cameras on the S22 Ultra are amazing. There's no question that the cameras perform great. Uh, the fact that they gave us a storage upgrade, I think that was also a nice little kick there. But what we are seeing here with the fold and everything else that we see in here is, is a complacent approach. 
the Note from this year, the S22, is literally the phone that should have been released last year as a Note. This is not a new phone from Samsung. This is literally all they did was they pushed a October, uh, sorry, a September October launch last. Or actually, I take that back. It would have been released around September October, and they pushed it into January February, and that's what we got here. The S22 series, minor spec bump up upgrade from last year's S21 series. Again, very much, a, I'm comfortable where I am, and nobody's catching me. The Z Fold and the Z Flip, same exact situation, minor upgrade, slightly bigger display, uh, slightly thinner, slightly lighter. Nobody in reality will be able to tell realistically from me holding my phone like this and just doing this to it that I'm holding the Z Flip 3, sorry, the Z Fold 3 and not the Z Fold 4. You can get closer, you can look at it, yeah, obviously, but in a case, nobody's going to be able to tell. The reality is it's going to be all uh, aesthetics. So Xiaomi is basically saying, yeah, you have fun staying where you are and they're beating them in that market. But then Xiaomi and Oppo and some of the other companies are doing it a very different way as well. They're sticking to their guns by providing these super premium devices for their market. The 12S Ultra did not come to the international market. The reason why we have it in the international market is because curators like, you know, Juan and some of the other guys out there, you know, uh, you know, Barry Johnson and so on, they're buying these devices with their own money to try to buy them and try to provide the coverage internationally. But to the end of the conversation is we are still providing coverage for a device that's not meant for our market, that is hard to get, and it's not easy to buy. Now, Xiaomi is proving that they can surpass Samsung when it comes to technology. And what's killing me is that Samsung at CES showcased better technology than what the Fold has. Better. I'm talking rollable, bigger form factor, tri-folds, a whole bunch of different things. And maybe those were kind of teasers for 2024, but then 2022 or 23, it, we're supposed to get better technology. So the answer is, although, although Xiaomi is one-upping Samsung, Xiaomi is not in the US. Xiaomi does not have the dominance that Samsung has right now in the mobile market. They're getting there. They're getting better at it year after year. Now, had Xiaomi released this in the international market? Absolutely. The moment that happened, Samsung would automatically get up there, get off their butt, and they will automatically start innovating and moving in that direction. But till they have that push, Samsung doesn't have any reason. When, when, um, I'll say this, when Huawei first started releasing devices with multiple camera lenses, when they went to the tri and the quad camera setup uh, back around the May 20, nobody was doing it. Huawei did it, Huawei pushed the technology, more companies, and now we have devices that run triple cameras. You know, we still have obviously this here with the dual cameras running in the back. Um, and then of course we have cameras like this here, even Samsung running quad cameras in the back. But that's because Samsung it did not have the, the need for it. And it bugs me that that's the approach that Samsung's using. I want them to be the leader in the sense and the matter and the fact, not necessarily just having the fact that they have, uh, you know, they're the Android de facto, you know, recommendation by most companies out there. And I'm talking specifically by like retail companies that want to recommend a device. They're either recommending an Android or an iOS. And if it's Android, it's typically going to be either a Samsung um, or an A series or an S series, something to that effect. So long-winded answer to that, Dan, but I, yes, I wished that would be true. There's a couple of things that need to happen for that to be actually a situation. I think Xiaomi, even if they don't sell, here's the thing. Even if Xiaomi doesn't sell that many, um, you know, uh, the, 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 meme, uh, the, sorry, the fold, sorry, the fold mix two, even if they don't sell that, and I do apologize if I'm butchering the, the, the name on it, um, proving it and putting it out there will put Samsung on check. That's all I'm saying. The Mi 11 Ultra, 
didn't sell a lot. It was hard to find and it wasn't available in every single market, but putting it internationally made it available and made it so that people can enjoy that device. And it also helped us push some of the other content creators. And now we're seeing more devices releasing with one inch sensors. We're seeing, obviously this is a different story or one inch type sensor as Juan would say. And I'm gonna say that from now on, it's a one inch type, not a one inch sensor. Those are the things that I wanna see. And Xiaomi is going to be the company to do it. And I also think that it's uh, Oppo that's also going to be the company to do it. If Oppo releases the Find N under the OnePlus label in the US, hands down, Samsung will get off their butt. Absolutely. The moment they feel like there's any kind of heat, they are very responsive. They are very concerned and they are not going to let their position be threatened. It's because they feel like they have no competition. And that's why they're doing it. And it's just what bothers me. Again, I, I, as a fan of what they do, I appreciate it. But the amount of problems I've had with my S22 Ultra this year are interesting. The last two weeks or so, I haven't been able to use RCS. And the, here's the weird kicker. My son hasn't been able to use RCS on his when he's using the Pixel 5a. My wife is having problem on her uh, on her RCS, and she's using a Note 20 Ultra. So I've had to disable RCS on all of the devices here in the home. Um, and this is not something to do with our internet connection. It's because... T-Mobile uses their own servers to connect, to run RCS as opposed to using Google servers. Typically, the RCS, if you get Google messages on a device that's unlocked, you're connected to directly into the system of uh, basically uh, you're connected directly to Google and so on. But T-Mobile, for some reason, for their customers, they reroute all RCS messaging directly to be Google, sorry, uh, uh, provided by Google, powered by T-Mobile. And the moment that word powered by T-Mobile comes in, it means you're connecting the T-Mobile servers. So for all intents and purposes for me, RCS says that I'm connected, but I cannot send messages. I cannot receive messages. I have missed important conversations and messages, and I've had messages bounce back when I'm trying to send important things to my son or trying to connect with him when I'm trying to pick him up. So yeah, for the lack of a better term, it's very interesting to see how things are. And I really feel like, again, the the the, the way our US market is set up right now, it's very very closed and we really need a company like Xiaomi to come in and start kind of putting in more more competition in the in the flow not caring about going in with the carriers this is the the big thing go in and try to just sell unlock devices and push the envelope push that envelope forward or even let OnePlus do it so for sure I, I don't know why I went on this six hour uh, tangent and I'm pretty sure yeah I'm, <laughs> that was a very long one um let me see here the, the China exclusive razor gym Oh yeah. So, so Jimmy. Okay. So here it is. Did, did you see the new uh, the 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 Motorola Razor twenty twenty two, a continuation of China only devices for now. So Moto, even Moto, the 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 U.S. selling device. I mean, obviously they're owned by Lenovo. I'm not. That's not what I'm debating. But we have Moto in the U.S. They sell devices. The Edge. Uh, the sorry, the Moto Edge Plus twenty twenty two is one of my favorite devices of this year, and an easy recommendation for a Moto device that is not only premium flagship, but also offers some of the best experiences when it comes down to desktop mode on a phone. Ready for it has, in many ways, in my opinion, surpassed Dex, and Dex is trying to catch up. So again, that competition, the moment they see an inch of competition, Samsung jumps on it. And I think that's the biggest thing. They need to see that people are not just complacent around them as well. Uh, but yes, uh, so that's the Razer 2022 Motorola released or announced uh, is going to be basically to a China only for now as well. Um, so another conversation of saying, you know, the Chinese market is where people are focusing on. They're seeing more return on investment or better return on investment from sales there. And I don't blame them. I don't blame a company from focusing on 
going out and selling to the market that they want. An example would be again, um, not this one, sorry, yeah. So Sony, Sony is in the same boat. Sony used to give US market a priority a few years back when the first Xperia came out. Yeah, it used to come out of Europe and US at the same time. But as of the last couple of years or so, we still are basically on the back end. And it's not because they don't want to sell in the US, it's because it takes that long to get them certified in the US on, on carriers. So an example would be this, the Xperia 1 Mark IV is still not available here. It's supposed to come at the end of summer, so August, September. Guess what? Europe has it, China has it. So Moto has no reason not to sell or release their devices in a market that they feel like they will making they will be making sales. Now that will help us in the future, better technology, more sales, improvement, innovation. And of course, by the time it comes back to the US, if it does, it'll be a better product, but not because we made it or we helped into that conversation. It's because it's selling somewhere else. So I don't disagree with the approach. I feel like it's such a weird relationship right now where, you know, like a long time ago, this is I, I'm going to be throwing things really old. So for anybody that lives in the US that remember Pac Bell, okay? Back Bell back in the 90s was a monopoly and it was forced by the government to break up the different parts of it. And that's why we have AT&T now. AT&T used to be part of Pacific Pacific Bell, which is the main company. So the Bell, the, the Ma Bell is what they used to call it. So what we're seeing now is basically Verizon, T-Mobile and AT&T. Those are the three companies. All the NVMOs, the NVMOs that you see on the market right now, like, you know, Mint and all of that stuff. If they're reselling services, they're literally just banking on the main carriers, right? So they're they're also doing the same thing they're controlling what comes into the market if a phone is sold on their carriers in their stores it has to meet their requirements and i will say this the s22 ultra that i have right now will be my last t-mobile branded phone that i will buy nothing against t-mobile but and i don't know maybe specifically if i'm talking about that i don't like their tracking software i don't like the control of the lockdown options that they put in there their auto install services and things making it sound like it's a benefit for me that i didn't ask for there are things that you need to understand that when you buy a phone you are buying that phone there is no reason for the carrier to inject certain things in there based on their recommendation let me decide don't install things saying this is going to improve my experience and then it ends up being turns out to be you know facebook that's not what i wanted so for me, yeah, and, and the software updates and the and the, the the you know when we were traveling, my wife would be on an unlocked Note 20 Ultra connected to the internet, working fine. But my T-Mobile is just having a hard time connecting to anything uh, because again, T-Mobile's configuration and management of their devices. So I it, literally, uh, this will be my last device, and I made a mistake. I. I I absolutely regretted that. I think it was like a hundred, maybe two hundred dollars saving on the pre-order of the S22 Ultra by going with that device. And they're doing it right now, also with the flip and the fold, uh, with the flip at least. If you buy a T-Mobile or an AT&T model, it's cheaper. Don't do that. Go straight. Get the original. Don't save that. That fifty bucks is not gonna uh, not gonna save you the, the the amount of money that you think it will. Sorry. Again, going back in there. Um, Purposely gaming. Hey, Matt. Hope you're doing well. Um, let me double check here. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, okay. So Matt is Matt is at work. So okay. While I have, I don't know if Matt's still in there or Dan. I do want to say this, and I want to make a challenge out of it. So I know Juan does, um, kind of like the pajama the pajama show, which is the last live stream that he has every month, and it's typically more of a hangout, kick it, and, and maybe play some games. I actually want to converse and reverse that to another side. I actually want to say that the last show of a month let's say you know for this month i think if i'm not mistaken da, 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 
I do apologize. So that would be the 27th. So the live stream on the 27th, I propose a Call of Duty Warzone, uh, not only match, but also a tech talk. So is I want to make the live stream in interactive and play games at the same time and make it a little bit more chill. So I'd love to hear your opinions. Let me know in the comments. What do you guys think? Would you be interested in watching a show like that? It would still be about an hour and a half. But the main premise would be is anybody in the chat, anybody in the show that would love to join us on the game, it obviously the maximum would be a, a crew of, of four, but we can rotate people in. Um, I want to be able, I want to do that. I want to do an hour and a half gaming, uh, like wars, uh, Warzone or whatever, and have people just join in and kick it. And not only does it help showcase what Matt does as well as Dan, but also it gets us to be able to a little bit more, more interactive and a little bit more chill. And that will be also, you know, if that works, we can continue that on a monthly basis and then pick different games, maybe different games at the end of the month. So let me know, please, uh, uh, Matt, if you're not in there, please, uh, somebody, please uh, <laughs> send them a message or actually I'll try to hit them up later on. Uh, and of course, uh, Dan, always a big, big fan. Um, I'm so, okay. So, uh, okay. So Ash was, okay. Da, 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 I think to see some people responding back to each other. I love it. Love it. Uh, imagine Xiaomi's new foldable. So here, Farhan's jumping in. Imagine if Xiaomi's new foldable phone is officially coming to North America. This will make Samsung sweat. Oh my God. If, if, if Xiaomi at the end of that announcement said, amazing China only North America in September, this would have this absolutely would have halted the entire unpacked or not really not halted, but it would have like changed the entire mo mood around it. Because the moment you see that, everybody would have been talking about it. We have enough coverage for the Xiaomi device. I mean, we get the the, the press materials and so on. And I think and I do appreciate what Xiaomi is doing in uh, in the Asian markets because that's their home territory. Right. They need to thrive there, of course, to be able to come out anywhere else. Um I, I want them to do that. I want them to even say, even if it was a bluff, let's just say that. Even if they tweet it out there right now, and if Xiaomi, if you're listening to this, please do this. Just send out a tweet, even if it's a bluff, and say, what if the full what would happen if this device came to the US? Just say that. And <laughs> see what happened. Seriously. Uh, we need a little bit of uh, I would say a little bit of fire under their Samsung's Buteus Maximus there. I'm not gonna say the other word, but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, I thought they might be, uh, hold on. Uh, so I thought they must be, might be discontinuing the FE series. Maybe that was just a room. There's a possibility. It's hard to tell with Samsung in 2022. This is really the we, the year of experimentation and funky system. I don't know if they've changed their de development company. They, uh, they went somewhere else or whatever's going on with Samsung. This is where, you know, like the event for the fold and the flip should, should not be that exciting. And it is not that exciting. It's expected that we would see a minor spec bump upgrade on the uh, on the performance. I love the fact that they went a little bit bigger on the battery. Don't get me wrong. Faster charging. I'm absolutely there with you on the flip. But the Fold didn't get any of that. The Fold is pretty much the Fold, really. I mean, it, for the most part, it's roughly the same thing. I'm... And and I, and I will be very frank with you guys. I'm not, you know, obviously I don't get sponsored by Samsung or anything. I do buy my devices from them. I'm very honest with the experience that I get them. I do enjoy foldable devices. This is something I've said for many years, even when some, some of my friends were not necessarily on the board with it, but they're now they're on it now. So the goal is to provide you the best experience. So I will be getting the fold. This is something that I'm not going to deny, but this is the weird conversation of the, how do you recommend a device like this? How do you, how do you see the experience there? Do you recommend somebody picking up an $800 version of that phone uh, from last year that probably will give you like 95% of the benefits of what you're getting with the new fold? You're not buying the fold for the cameras. But the fact of the matter is that the camera now is an S22 camera, not an S22 Ultra. Again, that weird feeling. Huawei is not doing it. Xiaomi is not doing it. Honor, uh, not well, Honor even. Honor is not even doing it. Or even Oppo. So 
I don't know what Samsung's thinking, but we'll have to see. If they do bring back the FE, though, that I think would probably be, again, another copy of what we saw last year. It would be a small spec bump upgrade to what we saw with the last FE, which I don't disagree with the pricing on the FE series. I feel like they're good, but it's a compromise below the standard S20 or the standard uh, model, and they typically have slightly different experiences, but the price usually is a little bit more... Uh, forgiving and it typically comes out around christmas the last uh, fe was released around in january of this year and that was purely because of and and everybody will tell you from the people that covered it the materials that they had printed and everything was in there was supposed made it look like that this was supposed to come out around the same time as the S, uh, the note 21 ultra which never made it and now that's what we have here this s22 ultra is really an s uh, note 21 ultra from 2021 that was just released in 2022 with a better soc but we'll have to see how that goes um, Raider Tech is saying this year Samsung has taken the Apple approach. The device looked the same, and only diehard, only diehard like us will be able to tell the Fold three and the Fold four, uh, you know, apart. I hope that the trend doesn't continue. I, I think to the, to to a certain extent, yeah, it's it's a tough approach. Now, I will also say that I it's not that I don't want them to innovate and I don't want them to be complacent. I'm just saying the reality of the matter is I want them to have a clear direction of where they are going. For some reason. Ever since the beginning of the pandemic, so the 2021 or 2020, we still saw a somewhat of a purpose and a direction that Samsung was going. Their approach was to change, to alter, to put things together. 2021, at the end of the year, we didn't have a note. We still had a Fold, but the Fold had a pen. The, S20, the S21 Ultra had a pen. So it was the year where Samsung made us feel like maybe they didn't need the note anymore, and the S21 Ultra and the note are going to be their their pen, uh, their uh, their pen supporting devices, and then lo and behold, in January, uh, January, February of 2022, we get the, the S22 Ultra that actually is an actual note with a built-in S Pen silo and all of that. So it's confusing where they're going, but I'm wondering is like basically from the consumer standpoint, right? They go into the store, and they don't. If this is a first Samsung, or they're going in from another Samsung, they're going to be confused going into a store and seeing, oh, so the new S22 Ultra is a note. What does that mean? Well, you know, and then, of course, somebody's going to try to spin that off as like a benefit or something to that effect. But I, I'm worried about how things are. Uh, and it is. Yeah, they're definitely copying Apple. Uh, and Apple did the same thing. I think to to a certain point, they're they're hitting a certain um, roadblock or road stop. They, they've been trying to innovate every year and people are not buying their devices. The sales are down. Samsung sales on their S-series are down. They know that. The reason why they did that combination between the Note and the S-series, it's to combine their two fan bases. The small number that bought the Note and the small number that were buying the S's, you put them together, there's a good chance that that minimum purchasing uh, number of the S-series goes up, performing, and then therefore Samsung can do better. But the reality of the matter is, yeah, some people, you you, you appease some people, which are the typical uh, Note uh, users, and you kind of confuse your entire S-series department. Because the S S22 is not a recommendation. I would not recommend that to anybody. I don't care how much advertising is put behind it. The S22 Plus and the S22 Ultras are the only two reasonably released devices in 2022 for Samsung. And if you really want to get a good experience uh, and basically get the best bang for the buck, honestly, the A52 from last year would be a better sell sale than the A53. The A52 last year, 5G, better than the A53. Uh... Okay, so Ash says, I'm, I'm a little, very little PO'd uh, about what Oppo uh, have done with the one with OnePlus, but what Oppo and Vivo and Xiaomi are bringing into the technology uh, 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 does not get enough recognition. So we can talk about that a little bit as well. So Grounded Tech um, also wanted to ask about the Flip 4TK here. Oh, jumping back. 
Um, I also wanted to ask about the Flip 4 TK, uh, the fact that it, does, it doesn't have desk. I cannot understand why uh, why it doesn't have that feature. Surely the S10 uh, instance on the, in the Flip 4 should. So the... And, and, and Juan and I have gone back and forth on this, obviously. It, you know, so the the flip, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing Juan's point of view. The flip is a mobile communicator. It's supposed to be a mobile communicator. It's supposed to have that external display. You're supposed to be able to do many things with it. But not at any point was it ever sold as a flagship killer or the flagship device that Samsung typically sells. So you notice it kind of goes along with the, with the fold. Uh, the biggest thing that I'll probably say is this. It is very, it's a very bad approach for Samsung to not include DeX on the flip. Having a mobile communicator that is powered by the 8 Plus Gen 1, has a bigger battery, has 120 hertz refresh rate, it has stereo speakers, has now up to 512 gigs of internal storage. I mean, we're starting to look at the specifications of the Z Flip, and this is turning into a monster of a device, right? Talking, I mean, obviously the cameras... They improved the camera's sensor on the flip on the back from a 1.4 to a 1.8 micron sensor, better low light performance. But it's not like everybody was crying about like how bad the pictures were. It's a flip. It wasn't sold to be a best phone. Why does it not have DeX? Because of that mobile communicator, the ability to basically plug in your phone into your computer to charge and then run desktop DeX on your PC is an absolute, uh, seriously, like one of the better features. It, plugging it into a display and running it. Those are things that shouldn't be omitted based on a price. Okay, it's still technically a thousand dollar phone. This is not a cheap phone. It's more expensive because of the hinge mechanism. And I think that's where Juan comes in and I'm with you. But this is the same hinge mechanism with minor improvements for the last three uh, three years or so. And we're not really you know, groundbreaking. By this point, their machining, their production uh, experience is definitely not only improve the cost, the performance, and the yield back on those things. So to summarize this, yeah, Samsung, this is a bad, this is just literally looks bad when your flagship device that you want everybody to carry doesn't carry that one feature that may make them go to a better device later on, and that's DeX. You keep DEX in your system. You are allowing us to have DEX on the Fold. You are allowing us to have DEX on the S22 series. Why not give it to us on the Flip series? That makes no sense. You ask for the money, but you don't give us the features. This is where people are getting that. But to jump back real quick on Ash's conversation. Uh, Farhan, hold on, let me double check. I definitely, uh, definitely, considering there's a rumor that Oppo is selling possibly two foldable globally. Yes, absolutely. I, I've been seeing more and more chatter on this, uh, from my conversations with Oppo and with uh, other tech uh, enthusiasts and so on, the, the rumors are very strong. I'll say this. First and foremost, the conversation that's going on with Oppo and OnePlus, it's a touchy such a subject, especially for diehard fans of OnePlus. We knew since the beginning, since the inception of OnePlus, that OnePlus was a branch off from Oppo. They denied it. There was a whole conversation going on. But beyond that conversation, we've always known that they've had a relationship. It just hasn't been a very much um, in front of you till the last couple of years. Now, Oppo has been developing ColorOS and they've been building ColorOS to a better version since ColorOS 7.1. So when they shifted from 7.1 to 11, there was a dramatic change in performance, uh, uh, speed, overall, just everything that we needed in the in the ColorOS ecosystem was changed and improved. When we get to that level and what we saw with OnePlus basically re-merging back in, it was a natural thing for us to see that they were going to basically start having more um, co-branded, co-developed, and so on. Um the biggest thing that I'll probably say, yes, what we used to know OnePlus as, the enthusiast brand, that OnePlus doesn't exist anymore. 
And it's not because of ColorOS. It's not because of Oppo. It's because OnePlus grew up. We were big fans of the young going up and doing a whole bunch of stuff. And OnePlus right now reached a point in the US or in the international market where they are an actual brand. They're recognized. They release devices. There are new phones coming out to carriers. You know, the T-Series, although I don't think it has been announced yet, but they're going to definitely have it in a carrier store. They've had every other phone come out. So I'm... I'm I'm with you, and I'm with everybody's uh, obviously feeling like okay, we keep you know we're losing some features, we're doing things. But at the end of the day, we're going to benefit from Oppo, from Oppo's technologies, from Oppo's development and performance, and we're also going to OnePlus is also going to help Oppo do do better in other markets because the merger isn't a one way. This is not just Oppo flowing down things; it's also learning from what OnePlus did. The experience is still going to be different, and we're going to need to kind of adjust. The loss of a slider on the uh, on the um, on the 10T, honestly, I'll be with you. I'm I I don't understand it, and I I think they should have done the more to keep the slider in. Um, during our press briefings, when I was with them uh, in New York, we were talking. I flat out just said, "Look, bring a software feature." That enables maybe a key a key combination, an off-screen gesture, something that can mimic what the slider used to do, at least to give somebody or uh, our, our, the fans an option to be able to still have the feature, even if it's virtual. They seem to be open to that idea, so I don't know if that's going to be coming down in a future update. But the goal, what I'm trying to say is, Oppo is still... It, the Oppo OnePlus merger is not all bad. I think it's just a transition phase that we're going through. And we need to just accept the fact that OnePlus has grown up. OnePlus is a, is a brand that produces flagships, produces mid-rangers, produces hopefully foldables in the near future, but they have smart watches. They have buds. They have they have a line of devices. This is no longer the one phone, one trick pony. You know, I'm not saying one trick pony, but like, you know what I mean? Like the, the flagship killer of, uh, of old. Uh, so yeah, I'm with you. I, I really wish things will get better, but with Oppo and OnePlus, we'll have the ability of having better. So for me in the US, the reason why I'm all for this, we're going to be able to get some of the some Oppo technologies into the US market through OnePlus because otherwise that would not have happened. And when that happened, innovation is going to start moving forward again and it's going to be better for the US consumer. So where I'm a little bit concerned on one side, where again, I don't think it's a really big thing for us. We should be able to basically see the benefit. Color OS 13, from at least what I've seen in the beta that I think they dropped for Oxygen OS, looks pretty decent. It's definitely a little bit more animated, but it's more... Um, it's it's more concise with the, what we're seeing also with Material U, more different approaches and what we're getting there. And if we want AOSP, we can still technically unlock and, and, and ROM our OnePlus devices. They're not taking that part away, or at least I'm just not going to say anything on that. I'm going to leave that. I'm not saying that I know something. I'm just not going to say something not to put it out there because you know how it is. You say something and then you're like, crap, I wish you didn't say something about it. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Oh man, okay. I must be very. Ooh, crap, man. I'm 20 minutes late. So Dominic, I'm totally with you on that comment with the with the carriers doing that to us as well. Hamid, Hamid, uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you're doing well. Uh, okay, Ham, thank you for listening. Uh, so he's going to be listening to us while he's at work. Sorry, I'm going to skip some comments. Uh, so here, Javier said, TK, I brought the S22 uh, Ultra unlocked. But uh, since I have it on T-Mobile, uh, do I run into this, uh, do that issue as well? So the reason why I mentioned my wife, yeah, I think you may actually be running on it, but you may not have the problem that I'm having. And that's because of the carrier services that comes out for T-Mobile devices. Pixel devices do the same thing. Google allows the carriers to customize unlocked versions of the pixels as if they were their own devices. So if you put a SIM card into a Pixel, 
um, and you're booting up, and let's say it's a T-Mobile or an AT&T. If you put in an AT&T uh, SIM, one of the first apps the device decides to download automatically for you, even on a pixel from Google, is the AT&T uh, account managing app. And on T-Mobile, it'll be the T-Mobile app automatically with a whole bunch of other suites. You didn't ask for them. They don't ask you to install. They just automatically install. And that's based on the agreement with the companies that Google is agreeing to work with. I don't like this, the, this auto install. Like we have similar things for Google services, but we get to review that list. I don't like this happening on the other. Now, luckily, these apps are not system apps because they were downloaded after the fact. And the good thing is you can uninstall them, but there's still that whole little mechanics there. You may not have as much of an issue as I have because you are going to be picking up an unlocked model, which does not carry the T-Mobile um, CID, uh, uh, the the, uh, the carrier services, as well as also their, their monitoring applications in the background. So you're going to be losing that. Also, the updates will come from Samsung, which are more frequent than what T-Mobile pushes out to fixes these issues. Now, when I approached T-Mobile with this as my concern with RCS, I found that there was a whole bunch of people that are dealing with the exact same issue um, and they're not all on T-Mobile. Some of them are actually on other, uh, I think, on other companies as well. So it is something to do with RCS still not being fully used as a standard across the board and every company wanting to put in their own flavors to it. Why does T-Mobile need to run the servers for RCS? I'm not sure if this is a Google agreement where Google said, look, for your carriers, if you want to be able to manage it, you could do this. Um, because RCS is supposed to be, you know, universal across Android devices and provide us that encryption. But then now knowing that it goes through T-Mobile servers before it goes out. And if something happens on T-Mobile side, you can't call Google. You have to call T-Mobile. And T-Mobile isn't very well versed on their tech support department yet of how to be able to change servers and the uh, basically these disassociate and reassociate connections and maybe troubleshooting RCS issues. For me right now, on my S22 Ultra on T-Mobile, my Pixel 5a on T-Mobile and my S22, my Note 22 Ultra, on T-Mobile, RCS doesn't work. Something happened in their last carrier service upgrade that they did or something to do on their side where it just disconnected it and I can't use any of those features. So now I'm, I'm, I'm sadly back on SMS. It's the only way for me to send text messages, obviously, other than, you know, like Telegram and so on and all of that good stuff. So it, there, are, there are other options, but yeah, for sure. Uh, Michael Corrigan saying, "Yeah, T uh, AT&T has been uh, super annoying lately. As of, as well, you need to you need an active SIM to update a lot of their phones. So this is something that we've seen in the past as well. Chemi can also uh, attest to that. Yeah, uh, AT&T has been so not only restrictive in that function, but also not allowing you to get data on specific devices." One of the reasons why I still use T-Mobile for the most part, at least in the U.S. And if they change this, this is going to be a kicker because then I'll be on five for the rest of my life. Uh, is that you do not have a restriction on what device you're using as long as you're putting in a SIM. If we do end up going into a world where eSIMs are a thing, we'll have to deal with that. But there are things at least that AT&T does that bug me. And one of them is the not allowing devices to have uh, internet connection. Like if I put a device that it doesn't like, let's say a pre-release device that they don't recognize, I have no internet. I'll get phone calls. I'll still be able to make phone calls, but the internet does not work. And it's on purpose because AT&T sees what device I'm using and it says, nope, that's not allowed. So we'll have to see how that goes. Okay, so Javier is <laughs> Javier Hidalgo's jumping in with me. Okay, so he's all for Warzone. Uh, I don't play COD, Farhan. No, no. So, uh, again, the the premise of the game, uh, guys, mostly uh, is because, uh, as you guys imagine, I like the game. Uh, Matt plays it. I, think, I know Dan plays other style of FPS games, but it, this is typical in in the same similar thing, and it's a free game to download. That was the primary reason why I kind of mentioned it there. Mirror and carry uh, branded devices do not go together. Factory unlocked only. Thank you very much. Ash, 
for the win. Absolutely. Those are the win. I'm probably going to jump on since my friends are on early. Uh, yeah, no, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, Dan, uh, I'll be all for, okay, good. So we got Dan in there. <laughs> I'm like, this is how fast, this is how late I am. Did I, did, is there anybody in there that saw Matt come in there and confirm Matt? I think he may have jumped off. Oh man, that sucks. Uh, which rumor are you referring to Jimmy? I'm sorry. Uh, can you, okay. Um, can I get a pristine condition fold three in the UK refurbished for 800 pounds? Seems like a, a much better buy than the fold four. So there is another thing that I also, that kind of confuses me with what, with, with, with what Samsung is doing. Samsung is overinflating their device prices by default. Okay. Let me ask the question and, and you tell me if this makes sense or this is even passes the, the, you know, the, the, the test of just does it like you, do you get that look on your face? A phone that was released a year ago sells for $1,000. This phone is a foldable device, and it was available, and it was the first time this device was, came, was released for that price. A year later, that device, if you're trading it in into a to upgrade to the new phone, Samsung is giving you $900 for that phone. 12 months later, new generation, new SoC, bigger battery, a whole bunch of different things. They're giving you $900 for the last phone. Now, from a set, from a from a user's point of view, it's absolutely fantastic. It makes perfect sense. A hundred dollars more, I get a brand new flip. Perfect sense. It does not make sense though if somebody owns the Z Flip, the the, uh, the Flip Three, and trying to sell this phone, let's say on eBay or whatever, because you can't get nine hundred dollars for it. You can even get six to seven hundred. I picked one up for four hundred ninety nine dollars because. I want to actually get the Z Flip 4, but I don't want to pay $1,000 for it. And I don't have a device to trade in for it. I picked it up for $500. I pay $100 on top of that. So I get the Z Flip 4 for $600. And it's a brand new phone without having an older phone. And the Z Flip 3, I picked it up for $500. There's no reason for Samsung to overinflate. Now, again, I understand why they're doing it. They want to entice people to upgrade from Samsung to Samsung. And they're trying to, they're, they're getting you in that, um, how do I explain it correctly? They're trying to get us into that habit of you always get the best deal with Samsung. But the reality is if you flip over on the flip on the on the fold side, with the phone that sold for $1,800 is only getting $900 as a trade-in value. So you can see that's truly the the the, the right factor for perform for uh, for a year later. They should have given us 15 uh, half of it, 50% of the credit. The flip is not getting that. And I think they know because if they told flip you owners that bought the phone for a thousand last year, they're only getting $500 as a, as a trade in credit and they need to pay 500 to upgrade. They wouldn't do it and they would lose sales. So Samsung's doing a weird situation where they're, they're literally over, they're inflating the prices on their side. And this is literally meaning that they're selling it at a loss. They're selling the Z flip four to Z flip three owners at a loss. It's better glass. It's more storage. It's better camera. Overall, everything. It's just. It's a tough. It's a tough game to be in there. Um, I see Golan's in the chat. Hey man, hope you're doing well. Michael Peppertech. Hey, welcome back. Um, so I noticed some people are chatting with each other. Yeah, completely. Uh, it's a premium phone and should have a premium features. Exactly. The flip. There's no reason for the flip not to have it. And and that's not only that. I think if I'm not mistaken, it has no video out. There's no video out over that USB-C port. You can't even mirror your display. That's the limitation that they're doing. This is like weird, purposely like not showing us or giving us that experience exactly what it's supposed to be. Uh, da, da, da. Let me see here. So we are 1019, 10.31. I'm still about 10 minutes late on the comments, guys. I do apologize. Uh, I want to buy Samsung for Dex. I, uh, I would pick the I would pick the Z Flip. Uh, yeah, it, it, and you would pick it up, of course. If it had it, I would definitely say. Nobody's talking about it because it's not in there. And most people don't cover it. That's the way the thing. 
Um, Marilyn, hey man, good morning. Sabaho, hope you're doing well. Um, Marilyn and I both pre-ordered our uh, Z Fold 4s at the same time. And um, I did it with the combination with the Watch 4, the Watch 5 uh, Pro. Uh, they had the combination, a little bit of a price break on both when you buy them at the same time. So um, hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great Saturday, of course. Um, Nils saying alert slider will come back on the OnePlus 11. So this is this is OnePlus's approach. Their answer was also announced at the same time. Well, I'll take that back. They didn't talk about it during the launch event. There was no mention about it. There was no press release. On Twitter, if you were following anything that OnePlus was putting out, that, those were the things that they basically were getting questions on. And for information, for press and so on, they did announce or they did make the statement saying the alert slider is not gone. It will be coming back in future devices where I feel like maybe going into, again, the same thing where the pro receives the slider and anything that is non-pro will not have the slider making the pro a premium experience over other devices. I don't disagree with that approach. I just, I think we should have gone in with it straight on this way and just explain it um now luckily nobody was asking questions about it overall i mean think anything anybody that's worried or concerned about it most of us are already aware of their approach so yeah no i'm with you with that one uh it should be coming up and it should be on the pro my question would be is will we see it on the t series next year or whatever the non-pro model will be for us in the u.s not nord but like one plus specifically branded version okay let me see uh is there so here uh, Michael Corrigan saying is there a fundamental reason between the alert slider and do not disturb uh, mode on conventional phones? I've actually never used a OnePlus device, so there is a fundamental. It's a very big difference. The do not disturb functionality is is exactly what it is. A do not disturb. It shuts off all notifications, and it's a single button that you're able to schedule. That's the big difference there. You can schedule to have uh, the device going to do not disturb. I personally like this, and I use this every night. So about nine o'clock or so p.m. every night till about five a.m. the next morning, I have a do not disturb on my phone. The reason behind that is. I get a lot of emails and a lot of notifications overnight from my contacts that I have internationally. And I don't want those to break me up in the middle of the night. And they know there's a whole time difference. Where the alert slider works more of an instantaneous jump on it right there in that moment. You're in a, you're in a meeting and you are you need to put your phone on silent or you only put your phone on vibration, you flick a switch. It doesn't shut off the phone's notifications. So if you have uh, basically... Um, uh, basically, if you want to be able to have vibration on it, you can jump into that as opposed to having to jump into no, this, no notification. It's an easy jump from one system, from one state to another. And it's very much, I, I feel like it was a very much copy from what Apple did on their devices, but taking it to the next level. So as opposed to going on off with Apple devices, here we have regular vibe and silent. And that was the benefit of it. It was an easy thing. You never have to turn on the phone. You just do that. The phone changes states and it works. I think it's easily rep or, uh, it's an easy replication process if we have a key combination. Uh, maybe you know double pressing the the volume up and power button changes from one state to the other, and it just keeps cycling. I think that'll be perfectly fine. I don't see a reason why not. Uh, but yeah, that's the biggest difference. It is similar, but it's not exactly the same. Uh, TK, the TK isn't bad. TK. <laughs> It's not about TKBBK. It's truly, so seriously, when you look at Oppo and OnePlus and what they're providing and what potentially will happen for us here in the US market, it excites me to see this, combi this combination go together because I'm trying to look a little bit beyond where the now, I guess, a little bit. I'm with you though. The, the, you know, and, and I'll say this, dude. Um, devices are not made for everybody. They're made for 
obviously people that appreciate what they offer. So if a device doesn't meet your expectation, if you feel like the merger between the two is not doing it and you've been a OnePlus user for a while or let's say an Opal device user for a while, typically most users on those two ecosystems won't really have an issue much because they're typically going across the border of doing what they've been doing. Now, OnePlus users have had the most dramatic um, UI changes ever since uh, ColorOS 11 and then ColorOS 12. Uh, but we saw that before Oppo come in, came into the conversation, OnePlus was trying to change their UI elements. So it's it's been long. It's been a um, a thing that's coming for us for some time. It's just we're we're dealing with it at this point. Ah, TK OnePlus will go back. Uh, we'll will go back to root. Uh, no flagships anymore. Yeah. So it it's it's an it's an evolutionary upgrade from what we're seeing here. Is a minor upgrades. Uh, year over year price it actually considering what we've seen oneplus has actually been keeping their prices relatively nice um, at the release of the, uh, the 10t they dropped the price on the 10 pro so you're definitely able to get much better experiences for oneplus devices for the pro series and the 10t 650 for the 10t and uh, i think it's 869 on the 10 pro it's crazy to think that those are the, these devices are still exist in the us so for me i'm excited for those things and I'm, I, I agree with you on the approach, but I also feel like the end goal is a mutually beneficial end goal for everybody. Creates competition, provides us a better product, and we leverage the benefit of both companies as opposed to just one, because OnePlus is not going away. At least in the foreseeable future, I'll say that much. I don't think I don't think they they, they can. Oppo as a as a brand, it behooves them to keep the OnePlus brand alive, not just because it exists in the U.S., but it's also because as an enthusiast brand, it still holds a different meaning to somebody buying a OnePlus than to buy an Oppo. Hardware wise uh, approach, everything like that for sure. Let me see here. Da, 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 uh, Okay, go, go on site. Yeah, see, hey, bud. Uh, hey, Donald Lazina, hope you, hello, sir. Doing, uh, oh, oh man, great. haven't been uh, right for weeks. I wish I could focus, uh, but I'm always uh, here watching. I appreciate it, man. And I, I really hope you feel better soon, man. Yeah, it's um, the, the hearing people getting COVID now, it's more common, way more common than people than in the past. And even obviously for people that are vaccinated. It's tough. It's tough. Um, and then, of course, I mean, I'm not going to comment on the CDC recommendations, but uh, the requirements have been relaxed. Let's just say that. So, yeah, we're going to see more and more cases, but it's it's more now a matter of um, you get it, you handle it, and hopefully you get out of it the way you got in. And and if you are vaccinated, hopefully things get better, uh, you know, get better faster than most people. Um, uh, they gave us. A... Oh, OK, hold on a second. No, 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 no. OK, Nils, uh, that is weird. OK. In the U.S., the Flip 3 gets $900, which even if you convert it into euros, which is roughly the same, you know, equality there. Yeah, that's a five. That's a $400 difference, a 400 euro difference there to turn that device into a U.S. device and then basically trade it in here. I don't understand it. Again, it, it's like a weird, like, why would you sell the phone at a loss like this? I, I mean, other, other than the fact that I think they're trying to make it a popular phone, Samsung's going in with the Z Flip 3 at this point. And I don't know, again, this is how they're going to do it after say after the device goes on sale, like around the 26th. But this is something that they need to fix. Uh, I appreciate it because for me, I was able to get the phone for 600, uh, 600 bucks uh, with uh, a traded in uh, Z Flip 3. But again, $500, that's, that's what the phone is really worth. This is the reality of matter. And they do that with the fold, but the flip, they're trying to push something differently there. And it's purposely devaluating and making it sound like you only get a good deal on your old Samsung devices with Samsung when you're upgrading to another Samsung device. Walled garden, Apple, Apple, Apple. That's all I can say. 
you know, Sam Apple is uh, really taking uh, taking on a new new meaning now. Um, okay, Nils, uh, the plan to make okay, the plan is to make Opal the flagship brand and OnePlus more like Realme. Don't uh, don't expect an 11 Pro next year. So, Realme has been also kind of working at taking over what OnePlus used to be that flagship experience, the bang for the buck experience. I feel like if I had to kind of categorize them, and I'm not trying to put things you know specific, but um, I, I am. I guess I am putting things specifically. But no, uh, what I'm trying to say is. Oppo may be the higher, if in that architect, uh, hierarchy, you go Oppo, OnePlus, Realme. But I also feel like Realme and OnePlus are kind of hitting head to head. Realme is not focusing on OnePlus experiences, but it's definitely pulling straight from Oppo. So Realme is releasing flagship devices in 2022. They released an 8 plus, an uh, 8 Gen 1 early, one of the first devices to release internationally with that, with those, with that new SOC. So the overall approach I feel like I think the 11 Pro will still happen. I don't know. I don't think Oppo is going to be totally taking it out. I think what we may get is more of a synergy approach to what we see. We already know that since the Find X3 and the uh, OnePlus 9, Oppo and uh, the flagship Oppo and flagship OnePlus are using the same panel, the same refresh rate, the same display, same everything uh, when it comes to the front facing experience. So it, it doesn't. It, it goes beyond that point, but I don't think they're going to get to the point where they're going to you know basically obliterate the brand. It behooves them and it benefits them to keep OnePlus going because the name to come into a U.S. market for we'll say just say if they swap OnePlus by Oppo, it, it they lose all brand recognition of anybody that's bought a OnePlus device within the last few years, and to them it makes more sense to keep Oppo, uh, sorry to keep OnePlus in there, uh, and give it that unique experience. But we'll have to see. In Europe, they may change their approach. In China, they've already changed it. OnePlus devices run Color OS. They don't run Oxygen OS in, in China, and it's simple for Oppo and OnePlus. Color OS is very popular in China. It's getting popular internationally, but their devices have always, I mean, their, their user base have, spe have been speaking and buying these devices. So you have to ap approach it from what the users are willing to do. For sure. Sorry. Dominic Golan, I received the update for the Magic 4 Pro number 154 last week. The device after the update is faster, but still stuck on several operations. Um, what is the update number on your device? Um, honestly, I don't have my device on me right there, uh, Golan, but I'll definitely uh, try to remember it posted in there. I want to say the last one I remember was 154, but there should be another one coming up in August. So we'll definitely make sure to keep that there. Uh, thank God I still haven't got go. Um, dude, yeah. So uh, it, I've been lucky enough to be where I am. And uh, my family has, for the most part, has it. A good part of my family has, has had it. And it, some of them have had it multiple times. Um, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and, and I think at this point, I think we're getting to the point, like I said, it's more about people get it. They, uh, they, 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 you know, they, they go through it and some people get it differently. I know for personally for myself, the reason I'm concerned about it is the, the vaccines, when I first got them initially, the first one didn't do much on me, but the second one and the booster knocked me out for a solid day and a half. So it is not fun for me to get it. And I do not want to play that game. So I'm not the same. I'm, I'm saying I'm being very you know cautious, but I typically try to make sure to, yeah, not put myself in situations where there's there's probably a lot of risk. I know traveling, I know going to conventions are, are, are those, but it, again, there's personal space. And if there's too many people in one specific spot, I just don't get in there. I'm, I keep my space. So it is one of those things. I'm with you. And good good luck with that one. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 let me see. Okay, so we're almost here. So we're almost caught up on the comments. So here, uh, Nils is saying is Samsung needs uh, needs market share in the U.S. That in the U.S. That's why uh, 
so that's why they want to keep uh, your flip and keep you your flip and upgrade. Uh, they have about fifty to sixty percent market share in Germany, so they're 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 finance uh, your flip money uh, with your own money. Um, no, no, absolutely. I can definitely see what they're trying to do. They're trying to popularize the flip, but they're also trying to popularize upgrading from a flip to a flip gives you the best bang for the buck. I mean, $100 price reduction over over 12 months for on a phone in the US market or any market is crazy. And I'm telling you, if somebody that hasn't seen this before, they were like, crazy. What, what do you mean? I only have to pay $100 plus tax. And I'm able to go from a flip three to a flip four. That's crazy. Now, obviously, the flip two and the flip one, uh, the first flip and five G, those don't count because those did not, they're not in the in the same equality there. But they're going basically on an eight eighty eight to an eight Gen one, eight plus Gen one, a hundred bucks. It's crazy, and I understand why they're doing it. But what in the 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 reverse part of that is, it's not true reality, right? If you try to sell your own your old uh, Z Flip three, if you try to trade in your Z Flip three to anybody other than Samsung for a Z Flip three, so here's the weird thing: that nine hundred dollars was only to the flip. If you change it to another version of it, it's not the same. So you have to kind of Again, it's a weird, oh man, I don't know. I, I don't appreciate it, but I, I, I get what they're saying. Uh, uh, the OnePlus 10 Pro, get the first, first list in Android battery life. And that was, uh, yeah, so yeah, no, OnePlus has been known for, for their battery lives. It's not like they're not, but they're also known for not necessarily giving you uh, notifications right on time. There's This is something that you, you get used to when you buy a OnePlus. It's different. Samsung does it differently. OnePlus does it differently. Um, you have to manually exclude battery optimization apps so that you're able to get the benefit. Uh, now, the 10T obviously will benefit from having 16 gigs of RAM to be able to run more applications as opposed to letting, you know, having to close all those things. So uh, yeah, no, uh, there's no question. It's something. If you have a OnePlus, you have an Oppo, battery life is extended. Huawei devices were also known for that. Honor devices were also known for those things as well. Long battery lives and good connections, of course. Um, I had, I had it and expected to have it again in September. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure which one is there is going on. Uh, Vinny, Vinny, nice to meet you. I want to say first time I've seen you, but so welcome to the chat. Hope you're doing well. Um, Hey TK, it's Vinny. Uh, haven't been here, uh, in a while. Oh, okay. So that's what I was saying. The name sounded familiar, but I, I know I haven't seen your, your, uh, your, um, your name before. Um, I just want to let you know uh, that I bought the LG V60 on T-Mobile for uh, for oh, for restoration. Uh, sorry, uh, for restoration. Uh, picked it up on Swappa, but uh, but with a new battery and uh, and a glad panel. Oh my god! So that's the thing. The V60 is still a champ. I know it's not. It, it, I mean, obviously, you know, from an LG situation, but getting the V60, getting the performance that you get there, the larger battery, the 1080p resolution, 60 frames per second display matched to that second display on the case. If you want to be able to pick up that case, 4K60, the great audio performance, the quad DAC, there's so much that we're still trying to kind of catch up to in this time uh, with other devices. And seriously, with the exception of Sony kind of going into it, again, this is a foreign object on a flagship in 2022. Sony says like, nope, that's a standard for me. So uh, congrats, man. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, no, definitely. I still have my V60. I never, I, that is a device I will not get rid of. Um, and for me, what they, what they did, and even with the Velvet, when they came out a little bit later on with the 778, it's really a, a the, the, the dual display, short of getting a, a duo, you're getting some of the best experiences of running two displays on a single device. And matching resolution is a big factor. This is what they didn't do with the V50. The V50 had a quad HD um, display, but then when you when you ran dual display, you had to drop it down to 1080p to match the 1080p secondary panel. 
and they did it much better on the V60. So definitely, for sure, congrats, Vinny. I hope you're, you're enjoying that one, of course. Uh, working, <laughs> working incredible. No, I figured that's what you meant. Uh, it definitely is working really nice. Um, glass panel, little, uh, little uh, restoration project, and of course, everything is, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Michael Corgan, hey, man. Uh, sorry, Michael Pepperdack, my mistake. Crazy thing is I paid $159.11 to go from a Z Flip 3 128 to a Z Flip 4 256. And I gave a hundred dollars and they also gave you a hundred dollar credit coming in. So next year I could go do the same thing for an extra hundred dollars, go uh, and basically get a Z Flip 5 for 60 bucks. So this is the weird thing. Absolutely. If they keep doing this to popularize the flip series, it makes perfect sense for, for flip owners because you're getting the later, the latest and greatest. But what I worry about it is for somebody that buys the flip and somebody that buys the flip and maybe in the middle of the year or something, uses it for four or five months and they decide to sell it, they're going to see that dramatic drop and they typically don't stay. But they're, they're diehard flip users that kept the phone for a year being rewarded in the U.S. And from what at least we've seen here in, in Europe, they're not getting the same treatment. It's a U.S. St strategy. They're focusing heavily on the U.S. market to corner the flip series because there is no competitor right now, right? Motorola decided to release their phone um, in China only, so we don't have that in the U.S. Um, TCL, although they had the Project Chicago, uh, and I saw it, and I got a chance to play with it in, uh, at CES early this year, but it was supposed to be a flip that came out or a flip phone that came out last year for a much lower price, but just never made it. And, and those things, that's what kills me, man. I, I want to see competition in that realm. And again, we're seeing more samsung trying to lock in that market i think like nils was saying they're trying to shift more the approach on their market share over there for sure uh hey aditya oh man hope you're doing well uh vinnie congrats on the v60 absolutely vinnie yeah for sure uh uh that's why i picked it up for sure okay so vinnie jumping back in there oh man okay i go on uh most likely next year i will have i would have an opal find x5 pro uh in my hand although late and uh, I'll see what it's worth. Interesting how it, it is better than Oppo 10. So it's different than a OnePlus 10 Pro when it comes to camera experience, but performance-wise, like UI elements, you're going to be pretty much at home. If you've used a OnePlus 10 Pro running the latest software, you're pretty much going to be very comfortable seeing what the Color OS 12 uh, is going to be doing for you. It's very similar, and you're going to notice the different... Um, the small things that they kept for themselves on the Oppo side that they didn't bring over to OnePlus, specifically their color picker. Uh, I like that over material use automatic system where it automatically recognizes the colors from the wallpaper that you're putting in. This one allows you to go in there, load the wallpaper that you have and pick the color and up to three different accent colors. So you can pick three different points and customize the color to that effect. And, and with, you know, again, OnePlus does it really nice, but I feel like uh, Oppo has been definitely pushing it out of the park there. Um, Taylor Bell, Samsung always had uh, phenomenal trade and deals. So no, no, there's no question that they have a phenomenal trade and deals. But the question would be is, are they truly doing us a favor by overinflating the price of their devices when they're trading? Because I can tell you this much, they're not going to be able to get $900 for that phone. If they take in a Z Flip 3 right now, right? And let's say they repurpose it, and let's say they resell it to somebody else in another market, they're not going to be able to sell it for 900 bucks. That's the big kicker. If they and then when they sell them as used, because these are used devices, they're going to barely get seven hundred. They're so they're losing money. And I, with the exception of gaining market share for flip phones in the U.S., now that we have no more competition for them in that market, 
that would be the only reason. I feel like that's something that could have also changed at the last second. Why is it different in other territories or other countries? And I think that that's what it tells you there. They're trying to focus and they're trying to dominate that market. And the only way to do so is to give people that have stuck with the flip three the best deal ever. And that's a hundred dollar loss value over a year. That's crazy. That is a crazy trade. No, seriously. But uh, yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that one. Oh my God. Hope you guys. Okay. So I see one. Okay. So I have. Sorry about that. Okay, Michael Cor uh, Michael, uh, sorry, Michael Pepperdack jumping back in. Um, uh, on the flip side, <laughs> touche, my friend. Uh, since they gave us nine hundred dollars for the flip three, if the flip four isn't much better, I could sell the uh, I could sell it for five hundred dollars and save uh, save the money made. So yeah, no, you're you're. This is the one year where we are in the positive on the flip three with Samsung. There is a big benefit there too. Like I said, if you really want to save money on the flip four right now, buy yourself a, 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 a used flip five, uh, flip three in good condition, either on Amazon or even on uh, other, the other companies. Um, they're selling literally, I saw one this morning, I think for like $480, buy that, trade it in, pay the hundred dollars in tax uh, separate, get that hundred dollar benefit. They also giving you a hundred dollars, um, what's it called? Trade in credit. And then, uh, you know, get yourself like a nice case and et cetera. I think they're including a free case, but you can use that to buy other things as well. So yeah, no, this is the year for flip phones for flip the, for the flip series of Samsung to upgrade the fold different story, different experience. Yeah. There 900 is the best that you can get, uh, for a phone that you paid 1800 plus dollars for. So that's, that's where it's going to get a little bit different there for sure. Always, always, always. Uh, as as Nils uh, in the chat mentioned, okay, hold on a second, da, 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 uh, Aditya, uh, the U.S. trading uh, phone is probably being subsidized by their global profits. Absolutely, they're they're leveraging one over to the other, but it's a purposely done. The only time a company sells a phone or trades you in and, and is willing to take it on a loss, it's because of the end game. And I think in the end game, they're trying to make it more the dominant flip phone in the market. I just wish that they had done more optimizations on this device, maybe even replacing getting us a better display on the outside a bigger display as opposed to sticking us with that small size something closer to what uh, moto did because then that would have been the innovation that would have taken people even to the next level it's a hundred dollars more you get a better display not just a slightly better camera and you you just double down and make it that mobile communicator that everybody wants so no for, I'm, I'm with you on that one i'm not disagreeing i think it's more about does it make sense right does it still make sense and um if you have a flip three it it seriously it's a crazy deal to pass up you should just straight up go get the flip four there's no question about that double the storage better better slightly better camera experience um, but larger battery faster charging there's some things obviously that make sense there's no question there for sure uh yeah so uh, michael Pe michael corgan jumping back in there uh, as well Okay, so we are hitting that one part of the show, um, that magic moment of the show with the TKception. Now that our show is actually going back to running normally, uh, as always, as opposed to the technical problems we had last week. So if you're new to the show, you haven't seen this before, you haven't uh, you haven't noticed it. There'll be some hashtag TKception or hashtag TKBay in the comments coming up in the near future, in the, in the next few minutes or so. And I'm going to give that a few minutes to start. And it's just a way for us to nice to celebrate everybody hanging out with us on their Saturday. And of course, we do a nice little visual effect here in the show. Um, so I'll, with that being said, I will say as, as we're doing that, I want to talk a little bit about the uh the nothing phone i know kind of we jumped on samsung and samsung can take conversations for hours sometimes or even sony as well i love that uh, i love the sony uh the, the pro i of course so 
I've had this phone for about three days. I haven't had a lot of time to basically put in that much investment into using it. Uh, what I mean by this essentially is I'm, I'm kind of, uh, fo I focus on setting it up, using it generally, but I haven't had enough time. What I will say is this, uh, build quality is pretty good. The plastic back, something to expect again for the price point. The Glyph interface for me turned out to be more fun than I was expecting it to be. I like the fact that they have multiple colors. I feel like this one is the right one for me, but that's a personal choice. Again, to each their own, there's two versions of it right now. From what Carl Pay was promising me, though, I feel like it's a big letdown. The, the first thing I'll probably say is this. One of the announcements they did at the launch event was their integration with, you know, Teslas. I don't know why I pointed in the back like you guys can see it, but my car is technically sitting behind me uh, or parked behind me. That interface is borked. It's not working. It's not even close to being working. It's there as an as a as a oh by the way we're working on it. It's a beta and it says specifically that it doesn't work. So that kind of bugged me. Uh, the Glyph interface is really nice. It works. It does its job. Uh, music EQ customization for notification charging little things here and there. They definitely did a good job on that. I like that. Um, overall user interface. Uh, I'm getting used to the new notification panel, the way they have it organized. They have a very different organization uh, from what we've seen with standard Android devices. And what I'm talking about, let me go in here. Hopefully you guys can see that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, dust central, because that's what we got on my desk. So here. So you notice right there, the top bubbles are basically switchable areas. You can see the mobile here. I have it connected on T-Mobile. Connection-wise, actually, I was able to pick up 5G, no problem at all. And you can customize the different bubbles and swipe them. And then, of course, if you press on, on Goku, uh, you need to basically open it up. I'm just going to open it up here. And you can kind of see how the customizations are. So you have the options of being able to customize and change things. These buttons don't work. Nothing. It has not worked for me yet. And um, I'm trying to find more information. That, change, that doesn't change from the fact that obviously the phone is a, a good deal for the price point, for the features, the feel, uh, and the UI elements are actually very nice and very fast. And what we are getting here obviously is a good deal. Uh, I picked up the UK model, which seems to, uh, from what I've seen at least, has less of an issue being, being that it's assembled in China than some of the other units that we've seen on the market and the assembled in India that are having some screen issues. Um, so again, thank you very much for that. Uh, there'll be a video on that one next week. I'm going to definitely cover that. Uh, but I, I wanted to say basically initial impressions are positive. Um, a little bit of a concern here and there, depending on things, but they're updating, sorry, they're updating their software. They're giving us better imp uh, improvements and they're focusing on this device. But I want to say one thing though, that we maybe should be very clear. Nothing only has one phone on the market. It's easy to focus on one phone to update. What really would be the proof, of the, uh, the proof in this recipe that we're talking about from Carl Pay is when nothing starts releasing multiple devices, when they have multiple devices on the market that they need to update, and they are not only updating, but they're also on different versions of Android. That's that's the true mustard of uh, the proof of, in the pudding. There, this is something that only Google has been able to basically say, "Bam, we give you everything." So we'll have to see how that goes. We'll see. Um, Aditya, absolutely. Right on point. Yes, uh, there's nothing there. Absolutely. I spent actual money on nothing. I don't know why, but, you know, I guess I was uh, I was smitten by the lights. That's the best way I can say. I saw the lights and I just couldn't stay away. You know, you know how it is. Uh, but with that being said, let's go ahead and bring it over here. Should be able to. Da, da, da. Let me see here. Uh, <laughs> Aditya always kicking. <laughs> always, always in there. But yeah, as always, let me see here. I think I see the first one, Greg, and we're going to go ahead and share the screen. Again, if you haven't seen this before, it's an absolute, uh, it happened to us a, like about a year or so ago, 
and it was a visual effect when I was trying to share my screen, but eh, right there, uh, I accidentally did the share screen on the screen that the live stream was in and it did this nice visual effect. So first and foremost, with that being said, I want to say thank you very much for everybody to hanging out with me here on Saturday. I hope you guys had an, enjoyed the show. I hope you were able to have a conversation amongst each other. And again, I'm going to try to reach out to Matt and see if I can get him on board with this. I know Dan's on board with this. Uh, it, we need a fourth, obviously, to be able to get a quad game. So we'll definitely figure something out if we're able to get the timing right. Because Dan typically is work, not Dan, Matt typically working during my live stream. But then he does have that one side of the way he's not working. So I'm, I'll, I'll see if we can do it. Uh, so with that being said, I do want to say thank you very much to Greg kicking it with us. TK Seption, TK the man. Appreciate it, man. Uh, doing it doing it with TK Bay. Appreciate it. Aditya, the man, the myth himself, the Mr. Cumberbatch of our channel, TK Seption, TK Educating, uh, Customs about the downside of trade, name it. and of course, always bringing in. I appreciate it. I love Aditya's approach and always, always love it. And of course, a, a big Xperia fan himself as well. Um, and Michael Beberdeck just mentioned that he just picked up a Z Fold 3 for 800 bucks. Like crazy. You can still make money on that one too. Uh, re renewed uh, and an S22 Ultra for $452. Oh my God. Okay. This, yeah. Uh, wireless charger always, always. Let me double Yeah, I tell you. Ground attack, Dan himself, uh, TK Flipping Bay, <laughs> TK Falling Bay, uh, TK the TK, always Android Bay, and of course, TK Exception. Uh, Greg, <laughs> damn typos, always, always kicking it with us. And, uh, you know, TK, uh, it's just, it's one of those things we always appreciate. It's just the group, the friendship, the communications, and always, always uh, nice. TK Exception, TK Stay Hydrated, Educated Bay, of course, TK Foldable Bay. Uh, and I'll give you guys some, some coverage. And the, the one thing I will say, they're predicted to deliver to me on the 26th. That's a couple of days before I, I head out. So I'll, I'm, I'm hoping I'll be able to put out some content before. And then because after that, there's going to be the Sony trip. And then after, right, literally like the that for that one week, I'm going to start it off with Sony. And then I'm going to end, uh, end it with uh, basically uh, Honor and uh, going to IFA, which by the way, I don't think I mentioned it. Uh, I am going to be going to IFA uh, with, uh, with a sponsorship from Honor, which is definitely very nice. So I appreciate them extending that offer to me as well. Uh, but Chemi Torres, of course, kicking it with us. Thank you very much. Mi amigo, como estas? Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragon, thank you very much, man. Uh, always Dominic, thank you. Thank you very much. Everybody kicking it with us. Uh, and of course, uh, I think, yeah, XTA definitely always assembling the squad. Always, always. So with that being said, I do want to say, you know, Samsung still has a lot to prove and a lot to improve, not prove, a lot to improve over the experiences that they're giving us. I'm hoping 2023 is a better year. I'm hoping that if this year is the lull year where they just go more of a, um, they're staying on the path, on the same path and minor updates and so on, maybe 2023 would be the year. Uh, but we'll have to see. At this point, the full four, although has some minor things, I'm still not entirely sold, but I do want to wait to get my hands on my own unit and, of course, give you guys some of that experience. Um, if you have a Sony, make sure you check your update, especially if you're in the US, especially the Pro-I. You're going to definitely be happy, the Pro as well. Uh, and I'm hopefully in the next month or so, I'll be able to get my hands on the uh, One Mark IV, and we can also do some content on that as well. Uh, Glyph, uh, the Glyph interface here, as well as the Nothing Phone, kicking it, loving it. Hopefully more content on that. But with that being said, if you're new to the show, make sure you like and subscribe and share that with your friends so that we can have, a, a, obviously, a bigger conversation and keep you up to date, obviously, when the show goes on. Um, and, of course, the audio version of the podcast will be coming up very soon. There's a link for that in the description. If you want to pick up your own flip or fold and get that $900 on the flip thing, there is also a link in the description that is an affiliate link that does help support the channel. So I appreciate it there. 
Be safe, stay safe. I'll see you guys next week. Make sure to see you guys in the comments on Monday for the SGGQA and on the best of our week. But with that being said, take care. Bye-bye for now. And as always, thank you very much for spending your time with me. Bye-bye.